Hello everyone and welcome back to Form and Confessions. I'm Pranava. I'm Shreya. And I'm Harry. And today we'll be discussing the death penalty. Now, before we start, I'd like to put a trigger warning in here. This topic may be distressing or um, painful for some people to listen to if you've had personal experiences with this or if you've had a friend or a family go through with it. So please feel free to skip this one out if you don't wish, if you feel like this would harm your mental health. There are plenty of other episodes um, on our podcast which you will really enjoy. Moving forward with today's topic, we're discussing all about the death penalty today. We would like to say that we are not experts in this topic and these are simply our opinions. And so please do feel free to do some further reading which will allow you to educate yourself more on this topic. Yeah, and with that we're just going to start with a definition of the death penalty. The death penalty is also known as capital punishment, as some of you may have heard it, which is the state-sanctioned killing of a person as punishment for a crime. This is normally called death sentence and the act of carrying out such a sentence is known as an execution. And um, although it's true that uh, today we often associate the death penalty with the past crime, uh, 60% of the world's population is still living in countries uh, in which, uh, which are in favour of the death penalty. Uh, examples of these include Egypt, which more than tripled its executions in 2020, and much of the United States of America, including Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, California and Florida. Amnesty International recorded 483 executions in 18 different countries in 2020. So it, it remains that uh, um, the death penalty is a topic that is still very controversial and something that we should be uh, constantly be educating ourselves about. Moving on forward to what crimes they may be used for, Pranav, would you like to talk about um, this? Present day, they're used for treason, espionage, murder, attempted murder of a witness, which I found quite interesting, um, a juror and a court officer in some countries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, most executions worldwide um, have actually take place in Asia. China is the world's most active death penalty country, and um, China executes more people than the rest of the world combined per annum. Moving on, before we debate the ethics of the death penalty, it's important to establish the fact that, that the death penalty is now illegal in the UK. The murder, the murder Act of 1965 was an act of the Parliament of the United Kingdom which abolished the death penalty for murder in Great Britain. The act replaced the penalty of death with a mandatory, mandatory sentence of imprisonment for life. Following lots of controversy uh, with high-profile cases such as those with uh, Ruth Ellis, who was the last woman to be executed in England, um, hung in 1955, um, following many claims of a compassionate uh, murder being carried out by her against her husband, and many believe that it was established too late. That was one example of Ruth Ellis, who was, of course, executed in the UK. Another example of um, someone in America was one of Christopher Johnson. He was one of the few prisoners who were executed every year as volunteers. And this means they choose to die and waive all rights to appeal or clemency. This may sound like their right to do so, but the problem is that academic studies have found 80% of the volunteers show signs of serious mental illness. Johnson was no exception. His childhood was troubled with psychotic episodes and it's, he's tried to kill himself several times. Yet his desire to be executed for having murdered in 2005 his six-month-old son um, was a sane expression of choice and some experts decided that it was um, judicially approved suicide. So of course there is um, a different, there are a lot of several things that play a part when um, the death penalty takes place. Um, I think this is a nice segue into our um, main debate part of the section. So we're going to be looking at the pros and cons of the death penalty. And we want to try and be as balanced as possible. Forgive us if you feel like this wasn't balanced, but feel free to also share your views later on um, on our Instagram if you wish to do so. All right. So starting us off, uh, I'm going to be um, pro death penalty. Uh, Harry's going to be against and Shreya is also going to be on my side and she's pro death penalty. 
Alright, so my first point would be that the death penalty would be a super... It would be the deterrent for violent crimes, as people would be scared of um, being executed in front of people, and um, because of the very horrendous and um, violent crimes that they have committed, so it would be de deterrent. Whilst it's true that um, it's very important to deter people from committing crimes, um, and that was the logic uh, largely behind the death penalty in the past, um, I think um, you can't deny that with uh, the death penalty, it can be seen as an easy way out of many crimes committed. The death penalty doesn't allow criminals to um, essentially reflect on what they've done or to have any remorse. Instead, it just um, essentially kills the criminals. Um, it kill, kills the criminals and, and um, it gives the impression that if, um, if you commit a crime, you don't actually have to face the consequences. Even though it's true that you'll lose your life, you don't, you don't actually have to admit to what you've done and realise how bad it was by sitting in a cell, for example, for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I think um, the idea of it may not being a deterrent and rehabilitation being possible is a point, but I feel like there are um, points where someone commits such a horrific crime that rehabilitation is not possible, and therefore capital punishment not only does allows deserved punishment for committed crimes, but it saves the lives of the remaining people because there can be certain people who will not change regardless of the amount of rehabilitation that they have. And I think that would be my point against why they should be um, be given the death penalty. Um, whilst a uh, very good point um, in in the sense that uh, rehabilitation does not work for all, I think that the issue um, here lies could lie in the um, structure of the prisons, for example. I think uh, a reassessment of how criminals are um, who have committed uh, very uh, serious crimes uh, would um, would deal with this issue, and uh, it would allow for um, complete segregation of of these criminals from other criminals and from these criminals with the rest of society. I personally believe that uh, sentences for these um, terrible crimes should be life sentences everywhere across the world. But for example, paedophilia, and for um, murder that was um, murder that's not necessarily compassionate or manslaughter. Uh, I think the issue relies in how um, prisons deal with criminals, as opposed to whether or not rehabilitation works. I agree with what you said, Harry. But uh, most criminals who are sentenced to life, they tend to influ influence other criminals who don't have uh, life sentences. They have like three years of uh, sentence that they have to face. And so, if they influence them and they're in prison, the criminals could be let out, and they can do even more bad to the world. Statistics where the California Department of Corrections and Re Rehabilitation uh, says that there's more than sixty-five percent of them who are released from prison and they return to prison back again uh, within three years. Have we really deterred anything from? sending criminals to life sentences even though if they um, have influenced others and so kind of are part of the crime again I can I can I can understand your your query there however I just to reiterate that I think that by having these life sentences where these criminals can't get let out and they can't integrate with others that would counter this this that would um, deal with this issue more appropriately um, life sentences should be final um, and often I see in the media that a life sentence can be reduced quite significantly with, with the use of lawyers etc. I think that um, whilst the death penalty um, does give the benefit of deterring criminals from um, carrying out certain crimes I think that um, again it's not the best example to give because it essentially um, it, it becomes an easier option for the justice system and um, I don't personally uh, think that that is it. It makes um, 
the justice system have one uh, one shortcut to, um, to deal with criminals, and that's not very representative. And um, also, how do you draw? How do you define which crimes use the death penalty and which crimes do not? Surely, there's um, a line somewhere that you could easily cross with many examples of people who are on death row currently. Yeah, interestingly, 2,591 defendants in the US are still on death row, but all of them for de- very um, different crimes, and some of them are deemed to be trivial crimes in countries like ours. Yeah, uh, the point about drawing a line, I think that's, that's a really fair point, and playing a little bit of um, devil's advocate, I actually kind of also agree with what you're saying. But I personally think in terms of if it's an easy method, I think that um, no matter what kind of sentencing they're giving, like giving life sentence without parole is also a very difficult um, reasoning to give and doesn't happen very often unless it is a very, um, in countries where there is a death penalty, unless it is the most heinous crime, there is normally an option for parole. So the only way for um, for judges to give the death penalty is obviously for the most um, heinous crimes and the ones that have been committed that they feel deserve that kind of punishment. And in terms of, I think, expenses, uh, keeping someone in prison obviously uh, also takes up a lot of, um, is a lot of costs. And thinking where this money comes from, it obviously comes from the taxpayer. So if they want to keep funding for these prisoners to be in prison who have actually been there because they've committed a crime and made society more dangerous is a question that we must ask ourselves. And therefore, is it easier for them to give them death penalty so that they aren't a burden on society and also get the punishment they deserve. Um, yeah, that's uh, I can completely see your line of reasoning there. And um, as you said, playing devil's advocate, I do um, I do understand um, completely that um, it's difficult to maintain the costs of prisons and to maintain these spaces to keep these criminals. But I just want to um, cast our minds back to history and the, the use of the death penalty um, right from medieval Britain. Um, did it really deter crimes? Crimes were, as they are today, are com- continuously evolving, what with technology and new access to different things such as um, new drugs and new um, uh, new methods of violence. And there's always a new, new there's always evolution with crime. And how can you be, in, uh, be sure that you'll keep up with this changing nature of crimes? And will you use the death penalty for every single one of them? It's, it's hard to tackle. It hasn't always, it, from what I've seen and from, you know, I've only studied history up to a GCC level, as, as you guys have. But um, from what I've seen in history, did it actually deter crimes or did it actually create more opportunities for uprising? For example, we've seen with the cases I've mentioned, uh, Ruth Ellis, um, mass man- man- uh, manifestations and demonstrations against um, the government's choice to execute her. So does it really cause this peace or does it really remove these dangerous people from society um, or is it a waste of time? Yeah, I think that, that's a really effective point there actually. Um, again, just kind of adding to that, with uh, the law being able to keep up with uh, the current ways that it is, while technology improves and that's good for society, it can also create a lot of harm and it can also um, make it more easy for to commit crimes that are not necessarily the same as they used to be back in the day and again then being able to um, draw the line and decide which crime should have the death penalties I think is I think a very good question and personally I think the law would never be able to completely keep up with technology because it is just moving at such a fast rate and lawmakers aren't necessarily uh, the experts when it comes to technology which is why they're in the field they are and so it would be um, it would be wrong of us to assume that they would always keep in line with each other but I think coming to the point of the death penalty, I think a lot of the crimes that are being given death penalties today in countries which still have them um, tend to be for those same reasons, which are such things such as, you know, um, a series of murders or 
and in the base of it, a lot of it tends to come from either it's because of um, something that they've gone through, a lot of trauma they've gone through in their childhood. So I think a point with perhaps that is kind of for and against, for and against that death penalty is that it perhaps doesn't address the root causes of this um, and why and why they committed the crimes they did. But that point that I mentioned before, sometimes things have just gone so far ahead that no amount of rehabilitation will get them back to a normal place where they can function in society. I found that really interesting that you mentioned the psychology of it and why um, these criminals did commit the crimes that um, that they did. But do you think that by spending more time to um, find the root of, of what these crimes were, that would allow for more deterrence in the future? So if we have, um, we can make examples of cases where we've seen quite a horrific crime take place and we've, we've gone, okay, what was the root? Why did this happen? What um, experiences in psychology did this person have that we can prevent for children and we can make an effort to because um, not all of them are from childhood as um, as you said there's many different ways that and um, causes that trigger crimes and do you not think that by making examples of these people maybe not being able to help them as you said rehabilita- rehabilitation things have progressed to a point where it's not going to help everyone and that probably never uh, even in history probably didn't help everyone um, but do you not think that um, we should spend more time by working out what are common trait? What are common trends with which which drives people to commit these crimes, so that we can try and prevent them in the future? Because um, it goes without saying that the death penalty is not the most ethical thing. Yeah, that that is a really fair point. Actually, I'm trying to figure out, like you mentioned, the psychology of why people do the things they do. But I think there comes a certain point where, like you say, they're not always caused by childhood trauma. A lot of it can be they're severely brainwashed to the point where these people are so good at brainwashing them that no matter what you uh, you kind of threaten them with, such as, you know, whether that's something as, as heinous as maybe even suggesting that you may rape them or that, you know, you may kill them, they still will not answer the questions that you want because they have just been brainwashed to such an extent. And I think at that point, it is really difficult for any person to be able to get anything out of them. And that's when you know that they have gone that step too far. So I think if whether that's um, getting help out of them to help few people in the future or helping them itself, I think that's really difficult. And while there is hope for some people, um, for a lot of these people, I think it's very difficult for them to be able to figure out the reasons why, because if they had even a hint of humanity in them, perhaps they wouldn't get to have got to the stage that they have. So I think that is something to consider. I completely agree with what you said, Harry. Um, even though looking for um, what was the root cause of this person's actions, I think that would take much more time, whereas it would have been more beneficial for them to either be sentenced to death or sentenced to life imprisonment. So that would maybe save potential lives um, if we just acted on the cause more quickly than um, trying to figure out what was the root cause and then looking at the long run. I think cutting on the short run would be a much more beneficial thing. Um, so, yeah. yeah, and um, having listened to you two um, and your uh, very well-developed um, thoughts, I, 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 think, I wonder if you'll agree that um, the response in the death penalty uh, seems to be a sort of domino effect where all of these factors contribute to how we can, how we can prevent using it. Uh, it's not just a case of does this person deserve it or not, it's also what was the psychology of the case, who, um, who was involved, was it compassionate? For example, I hate to keep bringing up Ruth Ellis, but um, an example where um, it's believed that her husband did cause her to miscarry by um, physical abuse, which led to her being very distressed emotionally and um, commit, uh, committing murder. Um, 
it seems that it's a whole combination of factors that we need to take into account before we address whether or not it's the right solution to use. And I think that that's something that escapes many um, countries. I feel that there are many countries quite rash to use the death penalty. It's definitely America with the uh, racism that does exist, sadly, still in those many states that still use the death penalty. Yeah, I think it does require a very holistic assessment, a few, a few degree. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it definitely requires a holistic and an ideographic um, assessment for each person. And we would, of course, like to mention that we will, um, we're going to take into account the fact that many innocent people have lost their lives um, on death row and have they've figured out years later that they were actually innocent. And of course, this means that it's not only the the victim's family that hasn't found closure because perhaps not the right person was executed, but also the criminal's family themselves and them who have lost their life and perhaps, um, you know, maybe were at the wrong place at the wrong time or weren't or were wrongfully accused. So this is, uh, of course, a point that should be considered. But overall, like like you mentioned, Harry, I think um, we we can all agree that it needs to definitely be more factually taken into account before we decide to take someone's life away from them. I personally would much rather have closure if a loved one was being executed rather than doing time in prison because with the overpopulation and the bad accommodation, bad hygiene, bad food, um, lack of quality of water and protection, I would much rather be in peace with myself if I knew that they were executed and they uh, died more swiftly rather than have them having to face uh, harsh, conditions in a, harsh conditions in a prison. Um, so yeah, that's my personal opinion, because I wouldn't be in peace with myself if I know that I was living a normal life while they were fending for themselves in a prison. That's really interesting for me because it just goes to show that everyone's very different, because I'm actually the complete opposite to the example you gave. If my, as you say, if something had happened to my relative and that person had lost their life, I don't know if I'd feel bad, but I'd feel... I feel, again, as I've said, like it's more of an easy way out and they've never faced the consequences of what they did. They've never had to think, or they, they themselves feel sympathy for what they did. But if they're in prison, that I would have more closure because they weren't out affecting more people. Mm. But it just goes to show we're all completely different. What do you think, Shreya? Yeah, actually listening to both of your points, I was just going to mention that there are a lot of people um, on death row who stay there for years. So it's not like you um, get um, you, you get the... The, the court order of having death penalty and then just get executed the next day. Actually, some people end up waiting 15, 20 years um, in solitary confinement until they are put on death row. So I think in a way, while I, I would agree with you, Harry, that I would actually want them to suffer, in this way, it's like they would know every day. And again, I think this may sound a bit harsh, but if you think about it from the perspective of someone's, uh, you've lost a relative, someone really close to you, whether it's your you know partner, whether it's your child, whether it's your parents, whoever that may be, um, that you would want them to suffer. But I think in a way it's like they are suffering knowing that they can be executed any day. And a lot of uh, the stories that kind of come out are they can actually hear when, when one of their um, inmates are, are being executed. And while that may be really, really difficult for them, in a way, if you could think that you were the victim's family who were so, so angry at them for what, what's happened, that that would bring you some peace of mind in, in a very twisted kind of way, but that would bring you some peace of mind. So I think while I agree with um, Harry about uh, the suffering, I think that that is more of a punishment, knowing that death can come any day. Yeah, I mean, building on my point I said earlier, Shreya, about um, I would much rather a loved one, be it that they're guilty or innocent, um, much rather that they face a swift death rather than having to face a harsh prison uh, conditions. Uh, especially like in the entertainment sector, they show like really 
uh, cruel conditions in prison, like inmates fighting um, between each other, the prison guards doing nothing about it, their circulation of drugs, and uh, even in the statistics in the UK 2020, there were 308 deaths in prison custody, and 67 of them were uh, self-inflicted. And the number of homicides in homicides, sorry, increased in the UK from like eighty four to in twenty fifteen to one hundred twenty in twenty eighteen. So, yeah, it just like um, backs up my point about I would rather a loved one, don't care if they've been guilty or innocent, but um, I would much rather them face a swift death rather than face really poor conditions in prison. Yes, um, that is an interesting point, and also it does go without saying that. Um, prisons across the globe are all different and while some will have these terrible conditions others actually um, they have spaces for these criminals to almost live normally and that's another question of ethics that we should take into account Um, rehabilitation is it whilst important um, is it actually does it have the right purpose for these criminals are they actually realizing the effect of their actions so ending my point, I would like to say, I while I was doing research for this uh, topic, so I've read this sentence on your website that said, people have been pushing inaccurate information for years to support capital punishment, and there's no room for it in the modern modern world, which I disagree with, especially with the with the keywords modern world. I would agree with it if that only if there were only modern crimes in the real world, so if there were only hacking, if there were only like identity theft and everything you do with technology, but there were there are old crimes that have been going on since so many centuries, like rape, um, murder, treason, non non negligent manslaughter, and hate crimes. Which, if you don't know what that is, they involve violence motivated by prejudice on the basis of race, religion, and sexual orientations. And so, if these old crimes are still in the world, then why can't we just keep one old punishment in this modern world? That was a wonderful point to conclude with, Pranival. Uh, thank you. So I think this is a good place to end for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please share your thoughts with us on what you think um, What you think the final conclusion should be about capital punishment. Uh, is it good? Is it bad? And why? Uh, and please, please feel free to do this with us on our Instagram, at The Forum Confessions. Yes. And also feel free to share or, and re-share um, it on your story if you enjoyed our podcast and more people can listen. Thank you. Bye. Bye.